Hey, it's Dasein of Philosophere. Hope you guys are doing well. So on this third episode of the Being in Time project, we'll be looking at Heidegger's Being in Time and sections 11 to 15. So let's get right into it and let's break down these sections of Heidegger's Being in Time. Section 11, Existential Analysis and Interpretation of the Primitive Dasein. The difficulties of reaching a concept of the natural world. The average everydayness of Dasein is not the primitivity of Dasein. In other words, the average everydayness of people today is not the same as the average everydayness of primitive people. Our investigation requires a repetition and purification to ontologically, determination by existence, clarify that which has been ontically, determined by essence, revealed. The question of being in general is the compass of all scientific research. Furthermore, by analyzing the world, we analyze Dasein, since being there is equally being in the world. In the second chapter, we will see being at the world in general as a fundamental constitution of Dasein. Section 12 first sketch of being at the world oriented towards being at as it is being at the world is a united phenomenon the phenomenal constitution of being at the world is impossible to separate into composing elements yet we will examine this phenomenon in three blocks number one the moment of at the world as the ontological structure of the world two the being that is at each moment being at the world and three being at being itself as the limiting linking limit so being at the world is necessarily an a priori for dasein but not enough to be able to determine the being of dasein in other words being at the world is already known to dasein and part of dasein without the need to experience this mode of being yet this inherent mode of dasein is not enough to define what dasein is being at causes us to think about being in, in other words, in the interior of the world space. However, being in has ontological categorical characteristics which are not linked to just Dasein. Being in, as in in the interior of the world space, is essentially a being there in front inside a larger being there in front, and Dasein is not a being there in front. For example, this soup in a bowl. Dasein is there in front of the soup and the bowl, and Dasein can grasp the fact that the soup, a being there in front, is inside the bowl, another being there in front. However, Dasein itself is there in front that cannot find itself within a being there in front, since it is necessary for Dasein to be in front of beings there in front. Being at is there where Dasein stays and occupies, meaning that being at is an existential characteristic and is, it is not a spatial relationship. Also, being after is existentially founded in being at. A being there in front can meet another being there in front by minimizing the space between these two beings there in front, which is impossible for being at. Also, being there in front is a property of Dasein, but it is imperative to not confuse this property with the being of Dasein. Dasein is only there in front. Dasein is the answer to the question, being there in front is in front of whom? 
The existential spatiality of Dasein and the preoccupation of Dasein demonstrates that being at the world belongs essentially to Dasein, meaning that Dasein's being towards the world is a preoccupation. In other words, being at the world is something that Dasein does. The phenomenological presentation of being at the world is negative since it is an elimination of the masks and the concealed to arrive at the essence of being at the world, meaning that the form of the fundamental constitution of Dasein is already there, we must but rediscover it. The recognition of the world, Voyev, or the discussion of the world, Logos, demonstrates that being in itself is inaccessible by the lane offered by being at the world, since there is a relation which is more of a separation between the world and the soul. We must ask ourselves the following questions. One, is the subject-object relationship another presupposition? And two, is the knowledge of the world nothing but the existential worldliness of being at? Section 13. How can Heidegger return to a mode resting on being at by giving an illustrative example? The knowledge of the world is the limiting linking limit between the external world, things outside of myself, and the interior reality of Dasein, my emotions, my thoughts, and my perceptions. The phenomenon of knowledge of the world is outside, whereas the phenomenon found within my interior is the knowledge of myself. How can the subject within its interior sphere know of a sphere that is different and outside of itself? In other words, how can we know the external world when we ourselves are situated within our interior subjective world. This is a paradox of the subject-object relationship. Knowing is a mode of being of Dasein, just like being at the world, and both have an ontic foundation. In simpler terms, Dasein has an essence that gives him or her the capacity to know and the capacity to be there in front of the world, being at the world. If knowing is a kind of being of being at the world, what kind of being is that which knows? What kind of being is Dasein? Being already after the world essentially constitutes the being of Dasein. The worldly stay of Dasein rests as long as Dasein is at the outside of the world. This is only a representation to grasp the being at the world of Dasein, which is limited to thought and thinking of being at the world instead of knowing the feeling of being there in front of the world experiencing being at the world. Dasein has a mode of being that is the mode of knowing, which rests on being at the world. Without being at the world, Dasein would not be able to know the world. Section 14, the idea of worldliness of the world in general. Being at the world is visible through the structural moment that is the world. This seems to be a simple and a trivial fact, but if we consider the world as phenomena, how can we describe it? We cannot simply name and count things in the world because this is a pre-phenomenological analysis. Dasein must bring to light the being of the being there in front that is inside the world and then conceptually fixate this by its categories. In other words, we must analyze being a thing and its substance found inside the world. The nature of being a thing is an explanation that is found inside the world. Also, the being of nature is revealed through diverse ways and levels. We must determine the being where Dasein stays 
firstly and most often. In the form of a question, we can ask ourselves, where does Dasein stay firstly and most often? What is a subjective Dasein's world? It is the common world, like that of Mitzayin. Yet the real, real question remains, what is Mitzayin and is Mitzayin possible? The phenomena of the worldliness of the world in general. The worldliness is an ontological concept and a structure of one constitutive moment of being at the world. The world is not the essence of Dasein, and the world is not a characteristic of Dasein. We will clarify the notion of the world to fixate the task of the phenomenological description of the world by looking at the world in four different ways. One, the world as an ontic concept and as the whole of the being found inside the world that can be there in front. Two, the world as an ontological concept is the being of being in general, and it is also the first place where many beings are. For example, the animal world contains many different species of animals that exist. Number three, the world in an ontical sense is not Dasein. Dasein meets the world and lives in the world. This world has a pre-ontological signification. Four, the world as an ontological and an existential concept is the worldliness that can modify itself into different structures. This existential and ontological world defines itself at each moment within particular worlds and has a priori knowledge of the worldliness in general. Nature is only accessible by Dasein's characteristic of being at the world, meaning through the analysis of Dasein's own being. Furthermore, Dasein jumps the threshold that is the phenomena of worldliness and which is the limiting limit between being in the world and being at the world. Since Dasein has the possibility to integrate itself into the world, the limiting point where the phenomenal jump of worldliness begins must be found. Where is the limiting point where the phenomenal jump separates being in the world from being at the world? The analytical theme of Dasein's average everydayness means that the ambient worldliness is the type of immediate being for Dasein. The ambient worldliness is also the spatiality that is placed around and at the limit of what is phenomenally visible for Dasein. The ontological concept that, starting from spatiality, can be used to interpret the being of the world is the res extensa, which is the opposite of the res cogitans. What is the res extensa and what is the res cogitans? Section 15, the essence of the being that we meet in the ambient world. The thread of our fundamental question is the being at the world daily, which is the commerce of the world. By examining how the world is presented in front of us, we are given a path that leads towards the meaning of being in general. Also, the commerce of the world is not simple perception, but it is the preoccupation of the activity of knowledge. The commerce of the world is a disposition where Dasein is preoccupied with an attempt to grasp knowledge. Our phenomenological question is the following. What is the essence of the being that is found during preoccupation? In other words, what being preoccupies us and is found in between Dasein and the world? In order to answer this phenomenological question, we must return to the origins of ontology. For the Greeks, 
Rypaira. Sorry for my pronunciation. I'm just trying to sound out this Greek word. Is the word for things that are matters of worldly commerce, meaning things that trigger preoccupation. In an ontological point of view, pure and simple things are pragmatic shadows. An util is the being that occurs and is found during preoccupation. In other words, an util is something that is made for instrumentality, maneuverability, and contribution. Utility encompasses instrumentality, maneuverability, and contribution, meaning that an util is all that is made for utility. But what phenomena are indicated by utility? A tool always has a specific appearance of some sort. For example, when it comes to writing, pens, pencils, and markers are all pointed objects that leave marks. The commerce is the being authentic of the utils that don't have the theme of appearance, but rather they have the theme of purpose. The practical behavior of a tool is not atheoretic, meaning that a tool's purpose is not void of theory. It is necessary to contemplate the practical behavior needed to use a tool, meaning that the practical behavior is necessarily a theoretical preoccupation absent of distinguishability. This absence of distinguishability reveals the method and the multiplicity of the made for of a tool. In other words, this absence of distinguishability found during the theoretical preoccupation of contemplation of the practical behavior needed to use a tool is exactly where the answer is revealed when we ask ourselves the following question. What is this tool made for? The limit of daily commerce is the work of art, meaning that the work of art produced by the tool is not part of daily commerce. The daily commerce starts with the preoccupation and leads towards the activity or the work, then ends once the project or the work is created. If you take, for example, the ambient world as a daily commerce, there are many different preoccupations that lead towards different work. In general, nature towards nature leads towards the force of nature. For example, a river, which is a natural tool, leads towards hydraulic force, which is a natural work. The artist is present during the birth of the work of art, and it is there that the na nature has an ambient world reveals itself and becomes accessible for the artist by effect of preoccupation. For Dasein, the creation of a work of art is a practice that spontaneously lacks attention. According to Heidegger, usability is the ontological categoric categorical determination of the being as it is in itself. In other words, according to Heidegger, usability can only de determine the essence of tools, but cannot determine the essence of Dasein, nor can it determine the essence of the works of art produced by Dasein. Yet we must ask ourselves, does this usability have a foundation within the being there in front? All right, so that was episode three of the Being in Time project, where again, the goal is to explore and kind of render um, Heidegger's Being in Time as accessible as possible. Hopefully you guys got a little bit of value out of this. And again, that was Dasein of Floster. And I'll see you guys next week for another episode of the Being in Time project. Have a great weekend, and I'll see you guys next week. <laughs>